Otherwise on SAFM. My guest, Edzai Zvobo. Edzai, welcome to Otherwise. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Shadow. How are you? I'm good, and I'm just hoping that I didn't butcher your name and surname. Zvobo? Nah, you got it correctly. You, <laughs> you pronounce it like a Russian, actually, so that's really good. <laughs> how, is yes. it, how is it supposed to be pronounced? Zvobo. Zvobo. Zvobo, yes. Oh, fantastic. Listen, mm. I'm excited to be talking to you because I've had this thing about maths uh, for as long as I remember. Mm-hmm. Mathematics has been something that one shies away from, something that, and, and, and it catches up with you because as, an, as a mother, you're, you're, uh-huh. you're now faced with the challenge of um, explaining things to your children and, uh-huh. and one is unable to. What is it about maths that gets us, us you know, all so, um, so, so helpless? Yeah, you know, with maths, uh, I think the problem is that there have been generations and generations of uh, people who have propagated the fact that math is difficult. Mm-hmm. So that that belief is actually um, is actually ingrained in a lot of people, in the majority of people, actually. And then the nature of math itself, uh, I think, should be repackaged altogether because it's not serving people the way it's supposed to. <laughs> I think it's presented in a very abstract manner, mm. of which uh, that is not how the brain is 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 uh, is wired to function, you know, on a nat- on a natural uh, wavelength. So I think uh, policymakers across the world, actually, not just in South Africa, should should have a real look at how math can be uh, made to be functional in society. I know, like in Estonia. Uh, in Finland and Japan, they've uh, they've had so better strides in actually addressing this issue, where mm. they attack maths from a problem-solving perspective, where it's not just about the calculation one plus one equals two, but it's more about uh, application, problem-solving frameworks, you know, thinking methodology. That's the most important thing. And and you know they, they they solve problems when actually maths is the problem <laughs> as, 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 as as we said because <laughs> that's that's the yeah. approach I have mathematics is the problem you know somebody doesn't want us to get it somewhere and you know and and then children come back and or adults mm. as well and say look I don't utilize maths in my life I will never need it in my life and yet. Um, I want to believe that mathematics would make uh, our lives easier. Yes. You know, uh, the thing is, uh, the way that math is being taught in schools doesn't do it justice as well, because you find that you use maths at any point in your life. Like today, when you told me that uh, we're going to have this call at this time, you actually did math to say, okay, if I'm coming from home, I will need 50 minutes, so I have to travel at that speed. You know, all those, you're actually using maths, but you're using it uh, passively. Mm. So if only we could acknowledge that if everything that we do, everywhere we go, there's a lot of mathematics, but we just need to be conscious of it. Uh, and if teachers did a better job at actually showing the kids the utility value of maths every step of the way, then I think it wouldn't be such a monster, you know?
Yes. But I want to know from you, Adzai, how did you become the boffin that you are? I mean, you're a high-achieving maths teacher, um, and I mm-hmm. suppose you, you'd use uh, maths as part of your motivational speaking. And, yeah. you know, you, you've done some amazing, uh, uh, you've written the book, and you, you've done some amazing things. I mean, you BSc Honours in Applied Mathematics, what are you thinking? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you that uh, from my grade one up to about six, I wasn't I wasn't really good in math. I actually hated it, uh, but uh, I I was fortunate to have a really good teacher uh, in grade six who actually uh, did like a lot of positive reinforcement mm-hmm. and made me believe in myself. And from there, uh, I've never stopped actually. So I've had so many a number of people that have actually testified to the same thing that they just needed the right environment for them to, to flourish in math. So you mentioned the right you mentioned the right teacher though. Yes, right teacher. Yes, definitely. Not the and environment it, it, per se, but the right teacher, I suppose, will create the right environment. Uh, it's a trigger. It's a trigger. So obviously, if the if the right teacher is there, then you need that complementary uh, environment at home as well because mm-hmm. you find that even if the teacher is as positive as possible and at home a different message is being said then that's a conflict of, of messaging mm-hmm. of which if there's some consistency uh, then uh, it, it's the chances the probability of a child actually uh, improving in maths is, is greater because you find you know there are a lot of things that we say as parents and don't realize that they affect you know uh, our children, where we're saying, oh, maths, uh, I was never good at maths. Mm-hmm. So already you're sending to the child that, you know what, it's socially acceptable not to be good enough in maths. If you bring a 30% home, it's okay because it's maths, you know. So, yeah, so it's about the messaging, you know. So I, I'm trying to get from you, um, Azai, that, you know, you've got, you're unleashing the mathematical genius in all of us now and our children we're being invited yes. to this thing on the 30th of August. But yes. where, where do we begin? I mean, where do I, where, where do I, I've, I've been told to play chess, and I'm a good chess player, but I uh-huh. still don't understand much. Uh, it doesn't make me have a better approach to math, uh-huh. a, a mathematical um, uh, uh, kind of uh, challenge. So uh-huh. I want to know how are you suggesting to unleash this, this genius in all of us? Okay, so... It all, begin, it all begins with the messaging, right? To say, let us all have a positive outlook towards maths, right? Our attitudes, that's the first and foremost thing because uh, a lot of kids are going into the classroom already defeated because they know that or they've been told that maths is difficult. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is attitude change. Okay. That's, the most, that's the first and foremost thing and the, and the biggest driver towards success, actually. Mm-hmm. Then, secondly, if you're a mother and you're not mathematically proficient, then... All you can do is be a support system uh, instead of just asking, have you done homework? You know, mm-hmm. you can dive deeper into the into what your child is doing and ask. So I've got a framework of questions that is uh, informed by uh, scientifically proven uh, mathematical frameworks mm-hmm. where um, you can ask questions, probing questions. In that way, if you do it consistently, you can channel your child to think in a certain way. Okay, give me one of those questions, just one. Okay, so 
I'll give you the background to the questions. Okay. okay there are four steps, very high-level steps in problem solving. The first one is understanding the problem. A lot of people don't understand problems. They just solve things they don't even understand. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is to devise a plan, right? Devise a plan that is, which formula am I going to use based on my understanding of the problem? Okay. And then you carry out the plan. And then the fourth thing is to evaluate. So now, in understanding the problem, that is where you ask a lot of questions, right? Even say a word problem, it's important that you paraphrase it and you bring it to your reality. So that at least it has meaning to you because it might not have meaning to you. Like if I say X plus two equals to five. For mm-hmm. me, that's a mathematical sentence. It's meaningless. Yeah. But then, if I say, if I talk, if in your reality you sell oranges, right? Mm-hmm. If I say, I've got some oranges, I take two more, and now I have five. Okay. You, see, you can relate to it, right? Already I know the oranges are three. Yes, already, you see now. But maybe if I, if it was just the X, and you're thinking in terms of the X, and it was outside of your reality, you wouldn't have understood. Now, as a parent, that's what you're going to ask. What does the question require? What is the objective of a question? Mm. And the objective is to get the unknown, the X. Uh, what are you given? How are you going to do it? How are you, you know, so you can channel, channel to your child to think in a certain way. You ask, you know, those leading questions. I think you guys as journalists would be really good at that, you know? Do you know? <laughs> uh, the journalists you, ask, uh, the weather is very good. What do you think, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Already they've answered the question already, you know, kind of thing, yeah. Do you know, so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I really am. I'm honestly mm. very excited because I think, you know, we, we do have that barrier around mathematics. And just from that example you've given us of the four steps, I think mm. one can also apply those four steps to everything we do in life on an, you know, every day. Uh, because we, we do deal with a lot of problems mm. that we don't understand on a daily basis. So, I'm telling you. Shadow, sorry. Mm. Uh, you know what? Some things that people toy toy about, actually, they can solve on their own. Uh, I'm telling you. I was reading about uh, uh, Malaysia. There's a small village where they were having service delivery issues where there were no roads, the sewage system was bad, right? What they did, they did the crowdsourced funding from the, among themselves. And then once they got the money, they fixed whatever needed to be fixed in their community, mm. went with the bill to government, but government paid them the money. Wow. The money they got was a lump sum. So what they did was, instead of giving back, distributing back the money to the people, they actually formed a company, a community company. And they got, uh, the community members actually got employed in the company. So can you see? They mm. solved the self-service delivery and they created employment just with one initiative. Yeah, they devised the plan and they carried it out and now yeah, they evaluated exactly. it. I'm, I'm, so, I, I, really, I really want to know, is this book as, as easy, the book that you've written, is it easy to translate in, into the kind of conversation we are having right now? Because uh, the, sometimes when you get to books, then it's also written in a mathematical language that <laughs> defeats the purpose and we don't understand still. Uh, I try to, to write it in such a way that a grade six child would be able to read it. So it's written in plain English. It's like a conversation. It's very, very easy to read. And uh, anyone, mathematical or non-mathematical, will be able to read it with ease. 
Yes, that's the feedback I'm getting right now. Is this the mathematical genius in you? That's, that's yes, the that's book the one. Talk. Yes, that's the one. And it can be used by both parents and, and children. Yes, parents and children. Anyone doing any mathematical uh, subject, any numerical subject, it will work. And anyone who just know, wants to know how to solve problems, whether mathematical or non-mathematical. So it's very easy. I wrote it. I, I, I don't want to say dumped it down, but I... Simplified it. Please, yes. please say dumb it down because you'd need to do that for me. <laughs> you'd need to dumb it down yes. for me and I'd rather it was dumbed down. And, no, and, and you know. <laughs> but now, the, how do we overcome the hurdle of the teacher? Because I, I've often said to, <clears throat> to young people, forget about mm-hmm. the teacher. And you mm-hmm. mentioned teacher earlier, and this is why I'm bringing it back. The teacher has yeah. the knowledge. So try and be a sponge and absorb that knowledge, regardless of what the teacher is like. Mm. What, how do we approach the, the teacher-pupil relationship that sometimes becomes the hurdle? You know, uh, with the teacher problem, it's, it's so rife to an extent whereby uh, it will take government, government intervention, not just government intervention, because that's at a, at a macro scale. It will take even individual schools and individual math departments to change the way that they teach math. Mm. Because you find, I mean, uh, recently, uh, about two months back, I was in Mamelodi, and uh, there was a school where uh, I just went to observe. And uh, the teacher wasn't very gifted in terms of number of methods that, she, that he knew. So it was my method or no method. And that is limiting because, mm. you know, every individual thinks in a certain way that is not necessarily the same. You know, we could be looking at the same thing, but we think differently. Mm. So teachers should be able to accommodate creative problem solving from kids as long as they're obeying the laws of maths, whether they draw a picture or they go left, then right, or, you know, whatever method they use, they, the teacher should be able to appreciate it. But now that is what's killing um kids because they'll be enthusiastic i mean if you want to do an experiment go into a grade one class right and say who loves math mm-hmm. everyone will raise their hand they'll be happy they'll be what but then this, those same kids go back three four years later you might not find anyone saying they love math because the teacher has, has killed uh, their enthusiasm mm-hmm. through this narrow vision of what mathematics is you know so that creativity should be embedded in mathematics education, and that is something that is fundamental. That's why you find kids in Japan can actually uh, reverse reverse engineer an iPhone because mm. they they are exposed to you know to problem solving methodologies which they internalize and then customize according to what their needs are at that particular moment in time. You know, exactly. so yeah. Adzai, so w- does maths literacy assist us in any way as opposed to the real thing? <laughs> no, maths literacy, uh, to me, it's a joke. I mean, I taught that thing for, for, for a year. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it, is, it doesn't add value to anyone. Its objective, I assume, that was supposed to be, it was supposed to be an, an application of maths in real life. But then it wasn't supposed to be dumped down, you know, because mm. now they took away all the all the theoretical stuff in maths and it's not rigorous anymore. 
so it means that it's not adding value to anyone to be able to pursue any meaningful career. You know, it's the everyday commerce maths that you do that you don't even need to go to school for that uh, they're teaching in maths. So that is not the best option. I have always advocated for a situation whereby they take the core maths, the pure maths, right, mm. and maths and they mesh them together. The philosophy of maths the application side, and the theoretical side, they put them together such that they're not compromising on the, on the quality, but at the same time, they're venturing into the application of, you know, of the subject. Because the kids that are doing pure maths, if you ask them where do you use those equations, they don't know, you know? So there has to be some merging of some sort, and that is what I've always advocated for. Who is listening to you, Azai? Is anyone listening to you? No one is, not anyone, yeah? I mean, how do we get somebody to listen to you and give advice at that level? Uh, yes, that would be great uh, if I can actually have an audience, you know, with higher people who are placed higher in the offices there that would be great and uh yeah i hope you you are a conduit to that listen because i think <laughs> i think i think there's a guy called panyaza lesufi who's you know who who is serious about education and i i, I think maybe you you should try and meet him yeah no definitely no i've met him once uh but it was uh, i was i was a guest of honor at uh, at that ceremony and yeah i was just giving my motivational talks and yeah, he was pretty impressed, but uh, yeah, we never engaged after that. I think it would be worthwhile for us to actually, you know. Well, let's find let's find a way let's find a way to to get you together because you mentioned some amazing things here, you know. And and, and I'm thinking of of uh, how you you've said that you know even our service delivery uh, could could be turned around if we understood mathematics and just life in general for the whole continent. Yes. for the whole continent could be turned around mm. because I think that's what the continent <coughs> needs. We, we, we need to, to, to think uh, creatively uh, mm. you know, around, around problem solving and, 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 and work together like that. No, true, true. Because, I mean, nowadays the buzzword social entrepreneurship, you know, yes. all that. Yes. And it, it's just solving problems. Looking for a problem in your community and solving it, that's all there is to it, eh? And, yeah, and if you've got the problem solving skills then what can stop you you know okay so, now yeah. tell me unleash the mathematical genius in you or your child on the 30th of august what what's going to happen there uh so there uh we are trying to equip trying to give parents you know uh math tools and techniques to be able to help their children succeed in math because a lot of a lot of parents have been emailing me, asking me, what do I do? How do I go about it? You know, because mm. the advantage of uh, parents having techniques, I mean, it, it, there's a cost implication to that. Instead of, first of all, going to a tutor, you can try it on your own. There's so many tools on, on online that you can use, you know. Mm. So at least if you're enlightened as to how you support, you can do a DIY. And then if all else fails, then you can go to a tutor instead of, paying school fees at school plus a tutor unnecessarily you know which all of us are doing for maths lit nohal not even for not even for maths not even you know. for maths <laughs> now listen i want i want you cloned i want you cloned i want you to, <laughs> i want you everywhere um uh-huh. that's that's all we have time for today but i must tell you that uh-huh. i am going to be in touch with you one thing we are going to do and i'm going to propose that you say yes to and i'm doing it publicly 
Okay. Is that at, <laughs> is that at, at least once a month and towards the exam time you visit uh-huh. us you visit us often and maybe let's take one or two lessons on air. How's that? For parents. Oh, okay. Okay, no, that's a good idea. For okay. parents, eh? <laughs> so, so we'll do that, but I hope and, and, and we can visit your website, eh? Yes, yes. And on the website uh there's a Maths Q and A where people can actually go in, they can put maths videos, they can upload, they can put question papers, it's just a question and answer. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is that uh it's supposed to be self a self driven thing where people ask questions and fellow community members actually answer as well and we moderate, you know. So that's a tool that's free and anyone can use it. And uh I believe that uh if we employ something okay, I've got a term of mine as well that I like using as well. It's called individual social responsibility mm-hmm. where we've got so many engineers, so many accountants, so many people who are not involved in any way in education who've got a component of maths that they can help someone with. So instead of waiting for Mandela Day to spend six mm-hmm. to seven minutes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do, uh, painting a wall, why not spend six to seven minutes every week teaching some kids somewhere uh, in your community mathematics, you know, to me that is real value. I love you so much right now. Thank you so much for talking to me, and we will <laughs> be in touch. I promise you, we will be in touch. And all the best, at Zai. Hey, you're welcome. Thank Th- you. Thank you. You take care. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, bye bye. Just love him, Zai Zvobo, and he's the author of Mathematical Genius in You and founder of the Maths Genius website. And it's www.mathsgenius.co.za. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now it gives me great pleasure to be talking to a young aeronautical engineer, Lumgam Sibi, who is from Soweto. That's what they write about her. Meet Lumgam Sibi, a 24-year-old female aeronautical engineer from Soweto, who has just come back from an expedition in Antarctica. Now, for most people, the idea that you could volunteer to go to one of the coldest places on Earth seems improbable, but not for aeronautical engineer, for Danelle Space Tech, Lumka Msibi. Lumka, hello, welcome. Hello, how are you? Thank you. I'm good, darling, but from Soweto to ice, where? <laughs> What's up with that? It was an exciting um, opportunity, which I took. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I think you're a brave girl. But but I, I I want you to explain firstly what an aeronautical engineer does. Okay, so um, an aeronautical engineer is a specialized um, engineering field. So our basis is mechanical engineering, and mechanical engineer basically design devices uh, such as cars. Um, and my specialty is aircraft, satellites, and, and satellites. Hmm. But what, what, what attracted you to it? Because it sounds like a, what used to be a very male-dominated industry. Excuse me, can you repeat that? I said what attracted you to, to engineering because, you know, it's understood to be very male-dominated. Well, I've always been passionate about um, science, maths, technology, and engineering. And the thought of having to design satellites and aircraft was a was mind-boggling and I loved it so I decided I'd pursue the career and what did you have to study uh, and be good at t- to be to be uh, able to continue in engineering I study uh, mathematics and science and the stem related subjects which is science technology engineering mathematics mm-hmm. and if you have maths and science and English 
you can study towards engineering. And what what was your passion with? I was talking to Matt Boffin earlier on, um, and I wanted to know what 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 attracted you because a lot of people battle with mathematics. Uh, I'm I'm not too sure if they battle as much with science, but with mathematics, and 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 you know we've it's it's about metrics are going to be writing soon, and a lot of them are battling. What what would you say they ought to do? I think that the, the conception around maths is that it's difficult, and that's one of the biggest things that. Um, is a negative connotation towards mathematics. Mm-hmm. So most people tend not to give it, um, not to look to it because they think it's hard. But if you change your attitude and work hard, I think mathematics is a very exciting and fun subject to actually get into. Mm-hmm. And then you 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 obtained a certificate in space studies also from the University of South Australia. What does that make you? Well, I studied um, a space studies course in Australia which was focused on space uh, engineering and that puts me into aerospace. So with the aeronautical engineering background and the space studies um, focused on aerospace industry. So I work at Denal Dynamics, and Denal, which is part of Denal Space Tech as a, as satellites. And the AAD, which is the African Aerospace and Defense Conference, brings in the whole aerospace concept. And the AAD, say that? Africa yes, Aerospace Defense? Yes. So that's a conference happening between the 17th and 19th of September mm-hmm. on the trade days. And there's public days where there's an air show from the 20th to the 21st of September. It's basically the biggest uh, air, sea and technology exhibition in Africa. I'm so proud of you, Dumka. What can we learn from your experience? And, and what can young people especially, because I think you're one of the very few to, to, to be participating on this platform. What, you know, what, what can you say to encourage more young ladies like yourself? And I see you have a twin sister who, who's in a different field altogether. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> my twin sister is a trainee chartered accountant. She's doing her articles. Mm-hmm. Um, she also followed her passion. But what I'd encourage for women to get into engineering, which is your STEM technology, engineering, mathematics field, mm-hmm. is that it's a fun career. Um, it is male-dominated, but that's changing. And more people getting into it, more women getting into it will change it in the long run. It's exciting. Um, it's fulfilling. And if you're passionate about changing lives, this is the way to go about it. And does it does it look after you? Because a lot of people want to say, does it pay well? What what do people like in your career earn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looks after you very well. You also enjoy the work, so it's it's really perfect match. Mm. So what what shall we expect of you at the AAD? Okay, at the AAD, I'll be there. Um, we'll have a stand as Denal Space Tech and Denal overall. Also, I'll be part of the AAD Youth Development Program, which is bringing together. A whole lot of students, like more than 7,000 grade 10, 11 students coming mm. through. And we have a whole program arranged for them where we will present to them about science, engineering, and mathematics. And also we have various um, exhibitors in the exhibition area. So I'll be around there. And if you have more questions, you can come toward me and ask me anything. And, yeah. Antarctica, let's go there. How is, is, is it really that cold? Yes, it is very cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold. But one of the interesting things about the time of we went to Antarctica was during the summer. Mm-hmm. So the Arctic, so during the summer, the sun doesn't set. So it was daylight the whole way through for the time we were there. Oh, we stunning. Stunning. But also a problem when you need to go to bed. Um, not really. We have blinds. So you can close your blind and go to sleep. But if you, if 
if you have a problem sleeping during daylight, there might be a problem. What was the expedition about? Okay, so the expedition was South African National Antarctic Expedition, which happens yearly, um, which is hosted by the Department of Environmental Affairs. Mm-hmm. And basically, they send a team over to Antarctica, and South Africa has Antarctica, which has research instru- instrumentation. Uh, I went down as a South African National Space Agency volunteer, mm-hmm. and I was there to help with the installation of the new digital radar, which is part of the instrumentation for space weather monitoring. So, in English, what does that mean? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, you just spewed a whole lot of scientific words at me, and I didn't know what you were talking about. Okay, but... <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah, um, it's engineering. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it, 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 it often is the case. You spend 24-7 with your colleagues and you, you're doing very important work and you use terms and, 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 and terminology that you think, oh, the whole world should understand. But you said AAD and I thought, okay, I needed to go to my press release, Africa Aerospace <laughs> and Defense Show, Okay. So we don't blame you. We, we're just so glad that you're there and, and glad that you're encouraging Lumka. Your parents must be so proud of you. They are very proud. They really invested their money well. Well, thank you for making... Yeah? My dad quite enjoys the fact that I'm an engineer because he's always like brainstorming ideas, etc. So he's very creative, so it's very fun. What's your big dream? My big dream um, is to basically give back. So in, I'm involved in a lot of um, STEM education outreach so mm-hmm. i guess my big dream is really just to work in the engineering field and actually help people solve problems through various means and and with mathematics especially i i've just understood that we can solve a lot of problems yes well when when you do some amazing things let us know again but i i, I hope we get a lot of young people who attend uh the aad show so that they 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 get inspired by yourself and there are tickets on sale right Yes, there are tickets on sale, which you can get through Compu Tickets, or you can actually um, get at the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they should come. The air show is one of the best demonstrations, and also the trade days brings in international um, exhibitors and South African ex- exhibitors. So it's a case where Africa showcases their, their talents, which mm. is a great atmosphere for any young person to be in. Well, fantastic. I really wish you all of the best, and thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks, Lumka. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. That's Lungam CB and uh, catch up with her at this year's Africa Aerospace Defense Exhibition and Air Show, which is at the Air Force Base Waterkloof Centurion. It's from the 17th to the 21st of September and tickets are available at CompuTicket. From 2 to 12 years old, you can go in for nothing. So the uh, whole family can go and pensioners pay only 60 Rand. Otherwise, everybody else pays 70 Rand. Otherwise, on SAFM. My next guest is Bethel Clouty, who is the recruitment officer at the Tertiary School in Business Administration, otherwise known as CIBA. And I happened to attend their um, ceremony, graduation ceremony, which was so amazing. Bethel, hello. Thank you for joining us. Good day, Shadow, and lovely hearing you again. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm very excited when I heard about the open day because you know one of the things I, I said after my experience at your school that oh my goodness, I wonder how many young people know about Ziba and how many know 
how to even experience or get the experience and exposure at Siba because I saw Siba was such a wonderful family for those children first of all it's an amazing atmosphere and I commend you and 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 all the people responsible but how do you do it how do you create such a a wonderful uh, you know atmosphere where, with children from all walks of life like that oh um thank you and uh, and I think it's been it's been a journey. Um, TV education started, um, and I think that's that's where where it, where we came. When the founders, the four founders, um, started TV education, the the vision or the mission is to ignite opportunity, and the vision that they had was that to to be an innovative learning community that graduates entrepreneurial leaders, mm. we ignite opportunity and social change. And I think that's what drives us um, as an institution. That's what we want to do. It's about developing developing individuals more than just about giving them a, an education. It's about giving them an education, but also empowering them through that. And I think that's what's so evident if, if, if people get, get an opportunity to, to attend our graduation and they can see that. Um, and it's a journey that we walk with, with, with students. And I think I've also been lucky enough to be a student, graduated from Chief Education. And, I'm, and as one of those things about social change and that's why I do what I do today and I think that's part of it um, TV education wants to you want you to be more than just a student number that's, um, so that, that's what I, I saw and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking before we even get into the educational part of it mm. for, for you to be able to create that um, uh, oneness with all the children regardless of their backgrounds regardless mm. of, of their status regardless of their skin color and we grapple with those things in South Africa quite a bit the, these days, or we've always had. And I think maybe what is it that we can learn from the way Tsiba is run that we can take back into our communities and probably apply the same methodology? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I think the, in, even in today's life, we are still able to see a lot of the things that have historically affected um, South Africans throughout throughout the years, and I think we can still see it in our youth today. And our youth are so important mm. in terms of being the vehicle about driving the change and, and going forward because they are the leaders of of tomorrow. And I think um, what team education does and what they what they are about is it's about understanding that we are you are more than just you in terms of the community. So. What we instill from, from day one for students is that we have the paid forward philosophy. Mm. And each student, when they come through civil education, becomes a student at civil education. Um, we don't necessarily expect a monetary donation coming back to civil education for their studies. Mm. But in return for that, what we install in the students going forward from, from day one by the time they graduate is about a paid forward philosophy. Mm. How can what you are learning in your journey as education from education perspective as a your own life journey how can you use that skills and knowledge that you are gaining and make a difference to someone else's life if it's just one person if it's two two people or if it's ten people it's about just changing or paying it forward for one person i think that's what's important our our students from day one are in that in terms of they do various things around campus um there's a lot of students that we will, that helps me for example in terms of open days and things like that mm. and they do it because they want to not because it's a requirement for them mm. um and i think if, if all of us in the communities 
start to work on that and trying to do something for someone else and not expecting something in return. We we will start to see that change. And that's one of the things that, that makes the education so unique is that our students want to make that difference and not necessarily for something in return. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to know, I'm curious about, you know, your, your, your uh, organization is a private organization, not-for-profit business, which is yeah. a school, but you also assist people who have difficulty in accessing educational opportunities, maybe through uh, because of uh, financial challenges and constraints. Mm. So how, how do you sustain yourselves as a school? I mean, how, how do you manage to help these uh, financially uh, uh, lacking children? Yeah. And, and where do you get your money from? And I think that's where the paid for to us is a bit more bigger than just our students. Um, we look at our communities in terms of South Africa and also our international community. Um, are, there are various number of people out there in the world that also want to make that difference in someone else's life. And their way of doing it is um, through various ways. So we will get funding, for example, from different organizations across South Africa as well as international communities um, that help us be able to provide that that opportunity for learners to access. Um, but also like people volunteering a time, their time to come mm. lecture, mm. share their knowledge, um, mm. Um, being mentors to our students about sharing their journey about how they've been successful in their journey so it's more than just monetary funding that that happens in terms of the pay it forward philosophy in terms of community out there so from team education ourselves we're also very thankful for the community out there that they help us provide this opportunity so um, it's all about the philosophy about paying it forward in terms mm. of how team education is run the various organizations that we have the partnerships with allows us to be able to do that so that's how we have been able to sustain ourselves over this this journey over this 10 years so this year we have a campaign the power of 10 so we're 10 years old this year congratulations and yes thank thank you very much and i think it's it's in in a market today where not-for-profits are also struggling because the the incomes were usually derived from the companies out there and if the companies out there struggling in our financial um, difficulty like that has been over the past few years it also has an effect on not-for-profit so TV education has been looking at various ways of being able to make sure that they're sustainable going forward mm. and what's what we've been one of the initiatives that's been working on is where students that's currently students on campus um, feel that they would like to make a donation to someone to a fund in terms of growing scholarship for students that's coming after them. Mm. So, okay. and that's part of that pay it forward philosophy mm. where students are being able to do that. So if I feel I'm able to contribute, I contribute. Um, and that goes to scholarship for the, the next, students that's the next student, yes. So now applications are open for CIBA for 2015 and um, you've got an open day on the 30th, which is this coming Saturday. That's correct. So, TV Education has two campuses. We have what we call our urban campus and our rural campus. Mm-hmm. The rural campus is in our Eden district, so just outside between George and Naysna. Okay. Um, and we have our urban campus, which is the one that's here in Cape Town in Pinelands. So, the one in Cape Town in Pinelands is having their open day on Saturday. Okay. Um, that's running between 9 and 11 mm-hmm. in, the, in the morning. And it's an opportunity for learners out there that's 
must not be sure what direction path they want to go into, if it's whether they would like to get into to a business career or just would like to find out more about CB education they might have heard about it or even don't know anything about CB education. There's an opportunity for them to, to join us and we'll be able to share and open our doors to what CB education is and how it can benefit our learners out there. Our applications are open for 2015 and it will be closing on the 30th of September. So the, this is our last open day for the year. So it's one one month after on the open day that the applications will close. We'll close. We'll close. Okay. All right. So where do they find more information, Bethwell? Can they go online? Can they call somebody? Sure. Um, there's quite a few ways they can get some more information on us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we they can go to our website at www.tiba. So that's T S I B A. Dot org dot ZA. Mm-hmm. And that's our website and they're able to find out more information on who we are, our campuses, our students, our programs that we offer and things like that. Okay. Um, also, they can follow us on our social media. So on Facebook, for example, they can follow us at Tiba Education mm-hmm. um, or on Twitter at Tiba under, underscore Education. And mm-hmm. they're able to just stay, stay fresh with all the new things that's happening around Tiba Education. And if they would like to call, they can call um, myself, Bethel Twitter at Tiba Cape Town, and that number is 021-532-2750. 532? 2750. 2750. Yeah, that's correct. And if they would like to get hold of anyone at our Eden campus, it's 044-356-2789. Fantastic. I wish you all the best, and I'm sure we'll be talking again because you've become part of my family now. Oh, thank you very much, Shadow, and we look forward to having you again. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All the best, hey, for the open day. Thank you so much, Bethel. Thank you, Shadow. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Those Siba uh, telephone numbers, Siba in Cape Town, 021-532-2750. And then if you are in Eden, 044-356-279. No, 2789, 2789, that's that's the number. And if you want to go to the open day, then call those numbers and uh, it's on Saturday the 30th.